Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is Imran the Don Khan. I'm pleased to announce that I'm only available on this episode for PlayStation users and nobody else. Oh, oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Man, so if you, if you only own an Xbox, sorry, you can't watch me on this episode. Imran, I think that's very anti-consumer review. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I feel about all that. I got paid. Who cares? Speaking of speaking of PlayStation, though, Fall Guys. It's Fall Guys Day today. Congratulations, happy happy birthday, Fall Guys. <laughs> the day of your born. Are you play, are you gonna play some Fall Guys? Am I, I am absolutely gonna play some Fall Guys. I played the beta, and the beta fucking rocks. And Dude. I I'm like trying to get a Steam code as well, so I can play that on Steam with the, like that different friends group. It that game is way better than it needs to be. It's it's weirdly fun. Like it is it is like I mentioned this on PSLVUXOXO. I want to say last week's episode that like it took me 10 minutes before I was overcome with like emotion from <laughs> being like, "Yo, why is this game this fun? I'm having way too much fun playing this game right now. It is exactly what I need." So I'm excited it's, to play it. It's the Mario Party thing of this game is just pure bullshit and you yeah. know, winning is a matter of a dice roll of in luck, but there's no investment. So I can it can be pure bullshit as much as it wants. If I lose, I just come back in again. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, playing it, I was like, man, if Nintendo wanted to make their own Mario Party spinoff that is Fall Guys, I think that could rake in some cash because Fall yeah. Guys has some Nintendo energy to it. Like it very much has Mario Party energy to it. Yeah, I. It's it's the game. I was. It's, there's no local, is there? Like, is that the big thing? I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't there's local. It. So yeah, it's not going to ever be a replacement for Mario. The bullshit course, that is Mario yeah. Party, but that, like, the online Mario Party people want that is Fall Guys. What's up, Kevin? I just wanted to announce I've officially downloaded this game. Nice, hey, nice. We're all playing together after this, right? Ah, dude. If I didn't have a show, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I'll oh. do it while playing. The dude, show. <laughs> who cares, man? Right? What's after this? Screencast. Um, first of all, I don't like the disrespect that you put on that, that tone, <laughs> just so you know, all right? I'm no, you it's that. in review, the most successful show that oh. we do, all right? Oh. But, like, if you're not there, though, are people going to notice? That's the big question. They did like, last week. Just, oh, God. Just turn it on, leave it running, and just come play Fall Guys with us. Me, I, you, Imran, is going to be a great time. Ironically, you've made Kevin the Fall Guy by disrespecting his role on the show. Damn. Enough about Fall Guys. Let's talk about xcloud getting a date blizzard not playing not paying their employees uh enough and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week day at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roostdeep.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily i had to like move my keyboard out the way real quick and it was like <laughs> in- incoming fist down on the desk i was like oh no uh you can take a longer hard. pause no one's gonna be like oh shit no man i gotta hit it on beat man i'm okay. listening to the rhythm i know i know when it's i know when it's off i know when it's right uh to be, be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping it's a big week here at kind of funny games in addition to normal programming uh this thursday we're reacting live to the playstation state of play at 1 p.m pacific time friday we're streaming the avengers beta at 2 p.m pacific time and then uh both of those are happening live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games thank you to our patreon producers Muhammad Muhammad and blackjack today we're brought to you by hymns but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, xCloud is coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on September 15th. This is from an Xbox press release. Uh, Cloud gaming as part of Xbox Game Pass is the next major step in our ongoing vision to put you at the center of the experience, to give you more value from your games and membership, and to remove the barriers from play. Last month, we laid out our commitment to you uh, and announced Cloud Gaming, powered by Project xCloud. We'll be part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate at no additional cost. Today, we're excited to share more about what you can expect. Beginning September 15th, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play more than 100 games from the cloud on their, their Android phone or tablet. 
Cloud Gaming will launch in beta for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in 22 markets to ensure stability as we scale the feature to millions of gamers. When Cloud Gaming launches as part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, uh, players will have access to more than 100 high-quality games playable from the cloud, including Minecraft Dungeons, Destiny 2, Tell Me Why, Gears 5, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and more. And as we've committed to providing day one access to new titles from Xbox Game Studios as part of Xbox Game Pass, it's our intent to make those same games available in the, in the cloud from the day they release. We'll have more to share about the full catalog of games as we approach launch. This is very exciting stuff. Emron, what's your take on this? Uh, so my initial take is it's weird that it's only limited to Android phones and tablets. Mm-hmm. And like I say that as somebody with an iPhone of like, okay. I understand why they're not playing ball with Apple right now, but it's that is a big mistake to make to launch this without having that full rollout available. And like Imran, also computers, and that's a like PCs and browsers and all that stuff should be part of this too. To interrupt you, this exact mm-hmm. point was was uh, brought up by Wit, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, So Xbox announced more details on XCloud, and my biggest fear came true. Apple isn't playing ball. During the xCloud beta on iOS, the only game people could play was the Master Chief Collection, and people who chose to participate in the iOS beta were uniquely prohibited from streaming on any other device, including their Xbox. I understand the argument that I understand the argument about competing digital marketplaces, but as someone who who has no Android devices, PC or Xbox, I have no possible way to subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. Will Apple ever come around on xCloud, and if so, when? With Xbox's play anywhere mentality, will they sacrifice more in order to get xCloud on iOS devices? Stay safe and healthy, Wit. Yeah, like I, I fully agree. This is Apple's fault. This is not like this is not on Microsoft necessarily. On the other hand, if I were making a console that only worked on like half the TVs out there, and there was just one TV maker that was being like just like a, a huge asshole about it, I think. I would have to work with that TV maker in some way before I launch that new console, right? Because there's just no way hitting only half the market is not going to ensure long-term success. And that's one of the things that came down, became a problem with Stadia is that they weren't hitting the iOS market because they couldn't, because Apple wasn't letting them. I don't know what it is they could do besides just, in my mind, there's there's some negotiation that Apple will want something and Microsoft can't give it to them. And I don't know if that's actually true. But at the end of the day, as someone with an iPhone and an iPad, I don't... I look at this Xbox thing, I'm like, oh, cool. I can't use that. I can't use this on my phone or my laptop or, uh, you know, whatever. This has no actual benefit for me, especially as it's a Game Pass only thing and not a thing pulling games from my hard drive yet. Yeah. So I... I think this is very cool. I think Xcloud is going for it. I just if you, limiting itself to just Android, per, or intentionally or unintentionally, is going to hamper it in the long run. Depending on when they can fix it. Yeah, I think this is kind of a direct result of the ongoing battle that Xbox is in with their their long term vision of how they see Xbox and how they see the prolifer- proliferation of Xbox on so many different devices and how forward-looking they are, but also how not ready the uh, the business seems to be for it right now. Um, like that said, right, xCloud is going to be on PC, it's going to be on Android, right, which is a good start for it. Like it's good, that, that is going to lead to success for them. But as we've kind of been talking about, especially this week, especially on PSLW uh, yesterday, where me and Greg kind of talked about... Uh, playstation's practices as far as okay yeah like is playstation anti-consumer because they they they're grabbing exclusivity deals with things like spider-man and avengers and because they're not letting you use ps4 controller on your uh with your ps5 games right like that feels anti-consumer when it's compared next to uh what xbox is doing on their side where okay yeah you can play your games anywhere yeah xbox game pass is going to be the best deal for for consumers okay yeah like uh, 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 you know, our games are coming out on every system. Like, th- there are moves that Microsoft is making on their side that feel very consumer friendly slash forward looking, and so many. I, I, I think, like, it, it is kind of on them to, to, to push the boundary and like to push, to push the envelope with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, when you look at Xbox Game Pass and you, and you look at what it entails and you look at 
what it is, right? I kind of get why Apple on their side would be like, uh, no, fuck that. You're a direct competitor, you know, in the PC space. And like, we want we want people to to buy games on the Apple marketplace, right? We don't want to lose customers uh, uh, to Game Pass or to xCloud on our device. And so like, yeah, like that, that I, I, I feel, I feel like where this is kind of going to go is that progressing conversation of like, you look what happened, you look, you look at what happened with crossplay uh, a few years ago and you look at uh, the, the big ripple that happened when Fortnite came to switch and we got mm-hmm. that trailer with the red and the green and it was, Hey, you can play, you can play Fortnite on switch with people with Xbox, with people on PC, uh, but you can't play the PlayStation though, though. They didn't say that, but that was kind of the implication there. Right. That then causes the envelope to be pushed in a way where PlayStation kind of has to give the, give up that ground because it's bad, it's bad marketing, right? It's it's bad PR. For on the Apple side of things, Apple is kind of a, a Apple is a bigger company. Apple isn't going to be pressured in in that sort of way. But like a year down the line, a few years down the line, who knows where that conversation goes? Um, I could see a future where we see xCloud on on Apple. So here's my argument. My argument is that this is not a new policy from Apple. Everyone known has known they've been like intransigent about these sort of things. Uh, they blocked Steam Link streaming. They blocked Stadia because the Stadia app just lets you buy games. You can actually play games on it. Mm-hmm. Microsoft should have probably come out from the beginning and one applied public pressure to Apple, saying hey, we want to put it on iOS devices, just we can't because there's this policy. And I think that if it didn't work, it would have at least given them the the moral out to say, yeah, we're trying. It's just not working. Yeah. I also expect that they knew the entire lead up to this that it wasn't going to be on iOS devices. So they should have been not necessarily more clear about it, but I should they should have been more public about it and say like, hey, we're working on a solution for our iPhone customers. In the meantime, we have these suggestions. And if you want to like use it on your browser or something like that, you have that too. Just the initial rollout of this to me seems very limited and it might be limited for no one's fault, but other people for external factors only. And mm. that's understandable. It just kind of feels like, Hey, we, we know there's half the market we're not going to hit and that's fine for us, which as part of half that market, not so fine for me. Yeah, I feel you. All that said, like this news is still super exciting, right? Like over a hundred high quality games playable from the cloud, including including Minecraft Dungeons, Destiny Two, Tell Me Why, Gears Five, Yakuza, Kiwami, and more, right? And, and you can probably expect uh, all the Xbox Game Studios games coming out that are upcoming are going to be available with cloud. That's super exciting news, uh, Kevin. In the doc, I have a link uh, to a. Oh, you see, yeah, open up that link because it's with open. this, we also got. Uh, uh, quite a few accessories that, that are going to be available for Xbox gaming on mobile devices. And let me tell you, this shit kind of looks dope. Uh, Kevin, if you could scroll down. No, it's not possible. No, you can't scroll down? Oh, damn. Well, I mean, these three devices, you know? So, yeah, we got the Razer Kishi, Kishi here. If you, if straight up just looked like a it. Switch. Like, honestly, yeah. like... I, Which I, is what I love I about thought, it. When I saw it originally, I'm like, oh, it's that Switch with the, the larger controller thing. It's like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, like this thing looks dope. Can you scroll down a little bit more? Yeah, straight up Xbox controller with a thing attached to it. Which I have this attachment. Well, I have an attachment similar to this. It works really Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I like those. Those are those are. It's a nice handheld way to play a game. Mm -hmm. I have one for Switch. It's actually really nice. Oh, the one is that the the what was the fixture the S one or yeah, I have it somewhere here. But I I it's a different one. Never mind. There's this one. Yeah, scroll down. This one's less cool. I want to say this one's less cool. It's not. But it seems functional, though. It does. And I like that it it looks like this little stand maybe sits in here and slides out so you can, you know, actually put the phone down somewhere. Yeah. And let me see that that 8 bit dough one. Yeah. Look at that. That controller looks so dumb. It looks so weird, but I'm about it, though. My brain kind of breaks looking at it because I'm like, oh, it's DualShock placement plus SNES. Like, because I had the 8-bit Doe SNES controller that yeah. looks exactly like this, plus Xbox logos and, like, matte finishing. Yeah, I'm all about this. Uh, <laughs> Does this all have these R- R1, R2? I mean, it, it would have to, right? They would yeah, be they so they small. Tri- it feel like it would be so small. They have triggers. They're, they're decent controllers, actually. Yeah. They have handled versions that I think are pretty good. I use these when I play SNES games on the Switch or on a Raspberry Pi. 
But yeah, like I'm all about this. This I Wait, I don't understand this one. It's just a wireless Yeah, this is a wireless headset. Yeah. But how do you where's the controller? You, you it, use I mean, that in combination with one of these guys, I guess? One of these? Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin, are you are you asking me if you use a headset in combination with a controller when you play when you play a video game? Not for Konami's lifeline for the PS2. That's the reference that's over my head. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this kind of leads me to the question of where does Stadia go from here? Because at this point, I don't know what the... And we've talked about this before, especially coming out of the last Stadia Connect. What's the selling point on Stadia at this point? Right now, you can the selling point for Stadia is still it's a la carte. So you don't have to be subscribe to a service to technically get the games. You could just buy whatever you could buy cyberpunk and just use it and that's it you don't have to be part of game pass and cyberpunk may never come to game pass to actually be you know in this ecosystem in the future it's going to be a harder discussion especially depending mm-hmm. on where xcloud goes like if it is a, if xcloud does end up doing that and they honestly might like they have local xbox ones that you can play cyberpunk on if you just own the license of the game that's i think a more interesting interesting term for that service that also puts Stadia in a much bigger problem but right now Stadia still has that that corner to themselves hmm. I'm really excited to see where this back and forth kind of goes between xCloud and Stadia because it, it doesn't even feel like a back and forth at this point to me like it very much feels like a all right Stadia is becoming less and less like the the arguments start going away more and more like there was mm-hmm. kind of barely an argument there to begin with. Like the argument there before was like, oh yeah, you're one of the only services that are, that is doing this. But the more and more we, the more and more details we get about XCloud, and the more and more it's becoming clear what it is and how it's going to work, and all the games that are going to be available for it, and how like first party Xbox stuff is going to be available for it. Like the more and more we get that, the more and more I'm like, oh man, this they got to do something. And I mean, I'm cu- I'm curious if Google sees this and they're like, all right, let's make some big moves, or if they're just like, hey, I fe- we got I nothing. Like- I feel like Stadia is a joke just because, like, what's on it, you know? What's yeah. coming to it? Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like I don't see that logo being thrown around everywhere. So I feel like it's not getting everything. So it's just not even a, a thing I think about. It's a bummer. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking yesterday because the Avengers announcement that that was the first third-party game announced for Stadia. And now, like, what? it's now the lesser version, so they must be pissed. They, they have to be, like, really legitimately mad that the main ex- reason to go to Stadia is now, like, significantly lesser because it doesn't have Spider-Man. And, Ron, speaking of reasons to get mad, story number two, Blizzard employees have begun sharing their salaries, and folks are not happy. This is Matthew Handrahan at GamesIndustry.biz. Employees at Blizzard Entertainment are reportedly sharing their salaries and pay increases in an attempt to contextualize growing dissatisfaction with disparity in wages at the company. According to a report from Bloomberg, which, by the way, like this is I've I've lost count on on how many weeks in a row we've gotten a big Bloomberg report before me and you do a show together on a Tuesday. Like, Uh I'm I'm pretty sure at this point it is clockwork for Jason, where he's like every Tuesday morning, I'm dropping some shit. And so shout out to Jason Schreier for keeping uh, Tuesdays active on the show. According to a report from Bloomberg, Blizzard's employees have created a document to which anyone can add their salary level and any recent change in pay. The document exists due to, due to what employees saw as the lackluster response to an internal survey conducted by Blizzard in 2019, which allegedly revealed that more than half of the company's staff were unhappy with their salary. Blizzard's subsequent plan to ensure fair pay was, was put in place last month, but, quote, it led to an outcry on, com- on the company's internal Slack messaging boards, end quote. Quote, our goal has always been to ensure we compensate our employees fairly and competitively, said Activision Blizzard's Jessica Taylor in a statement. Quote, we are constantly, we are constantly reviewing compensation philosophies to better recognize the talent of our highest performers and keep us competitive in the industry, all with the aim of rewarding and investing more in the top employees, end quote. Bloomberg's report includes details from numerous sources, including the pay document itself, Slack messages, and other internal documents. They describe, they describe a company in which roles like video game tester and customer service representative receive, quote, minimum wage or close to it, end quote. The report also alleges that layoffs in February 2019 left remaining staff with additional responsibilities, but they were not compensated with additional pay. 
Blizzard Blizzard Entertainment is part of Activision Blizzard, which has been the subject of criticism for it, its enrichment of CEO Bobby Kotick, among other among other executives. In response, the company pointed out that in Kotick's 30 years as CEO, its share value has increased from $10 million to more than $50 billion. However, uh, however, when we spoke to the to when we spoke to CTW, the organization leading the call for change, it suggested that Codex's compensation structure is designed so he can receive five annual. Did we lose Bless? It seems like he was frozen. <laughs> Time. <laughs> five annual. Bobby Codex has gotten his revenge. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can go ahead and read this, but I wouldn't re be reading it to anybody except for the I'd be listening. Chat. Yeah, I can. You want to talk, Kevin? You sure. Want to All hold right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Oh, there I am. I can All right. Make myself bigger. <laughs> see, now I have to turn on watch stream so you can actually like see you. Oh, you All don't right. have the watch stream always on. I usually don't because I'm not hosting, so I don't need to worry about like the cues for all that. But when it, what if he's showing you stuff? I, I turned it on for that Xbox thing, like so we can look at the controllers together. But usually it's a processor hog I don't really want to worry about. Mm. So Greg says he can be on the show because I guess he's not on not enough content today. I'm sorry, Greg. I did not mean that. I I don't know what came up. With so Greg. what you're suggesting is that Greg froze Blessing. So that he could it's get possible, into the show. Which is weird because I'm not getting any message from Blessing. I like to think that he's still doing the like the show right now. He might have been like BS like that happened to me the couple last week, wasn't it? Like I BSOD'd and then I just could not contact you until like until I realized, oh shit, I have slack in my phone. And I don't think uh, it got through anyway. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I liked that you were smart enough to like put those pieces together. Um, what do you think, uh, Amron? You want Bless? Or, or, I'm sorry, you want Greg? Yeah, let's get Greg in. All right, let's add Greg. Hmm. Give me one second. I figure <laughs> out uh, where we're at here. I had too many windows open. Mm -mm -mm. Actually, let me kick Bless really quick. <laughs> sure. And then add him back. Whoop. And see if that fixes it. Because it's weird because there's no messages on Slack. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. No. His, oh, wait. His phone just went on. I guess his computer probably crashed. That, yeah, I assume so, too. Uh, you built that computer, Kevin. No, that's not true. <laughs> Did you not? I mean, I physically put it together. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome oh, to Kind of Funny Games Game. Sorry, Greg. It's on. fine. I'm... <laughs> Greg Miller. What like, I love even more about it is I'm listening to the show and watching it, and Kevin's like, "It's weird. There's no messages on Slack," and I'm I'm slacking Kevin. I'm like, "There are 100 no, percent messages no, from, from Bless. Obviously, yes, there's look at, messages look at, from you. Look at the the one he sent in general. On my way back, give me 30 seconds. Oh, well, how am I supposed to know that? All right, well, <laughs> well, you're the one saying there's nothing in Slack. It's well, in why, Slack. I don't understand well, why he wouldn't gone. message ah, me directly. That's what I say to you. Ah, he's gone. <laughs> I got rid of him. What I miss. Oh man, Greg was bullying me, and I got rid of him. That's like how you handle your problems. Around. God, Bobby Kotick, man, every time, every single time, you know, I'm talking it's about Ubisoft. I'm talking about I'm talking about Activision. Some someone comes through Bless. and they cut me off, and they and they disconnect my internet. Real What's quick, up? in the future, don't hit up General because I I never see General. Just hit up me directly on Slack <laughs> when I'm running a okay. show. Thanks. Gotcha. I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. I just want everybody to feel safe. You know, I want everybody to be informed that I'm not I'm not kidnapped. You know, when I whenever I whenever I freeze like that. Uh, but to pick up, I'm gonna pick up from however in the article. Uh, mm -hmm. However, when we spoke, and this is gamesindustry.biz. However, when we spoke to CTW, the organization leading the call for change, it suggested that Codex comp compensation structure is designed so he can receive five annual bonuses for meeting specific criteria only once in that five year period. Quote. That's a little bit like losing a race four years in a row at the Olympics and then winning the fifth, said uh, CTW's Michael Varner. Instead of being awarded a gold medal for the fifth year, you get five, one for that year, and four for the four races you lost. Uh, quote, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if it's sustainable or not. That's just unfair. End quote. Imran, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. But what it boils down to is that Blizzard employees are not making that much money, and they're unhappy about it. And Bobby Kotick is rolling in it. What's your What's your reaction to all that? They do this every single year. Like I think the Activision Blizzard financials are today, which is probably why this article was timed for today. But 
it's usually every year they have they do a thing where they announce layoffs or something goes wrong in a like very employee bad sort of way and then during the actual call Kodak goes actually this year has been amazing we're making record profits and also still does the layoffs so mm -hmm. it's not surprising to me that like no one really likes Kodak from this perspective of he does rake in a lot of money for a company that seems to constantly lose and underpay people I've talked to people who work at Blizzard that talk about how during their interview it's stressed to them that working at Blizzard is part of your compensation like you get that name cachet you get that thing on your resume you get that like oh i get to work on these ips i've loved my entire life which mm -hmm. not actually like yeah that's not as worth it as money you should be yeah. compensated for those things so i'm not shocked by this uh by this story at all it's activision blizzard has a lot of house cleaning to do yeah. and unfortunately as a company any company that i feel like brags about record profits i always i suspiciously of like okay so where do those profits come from and why are they not like dispersed to their employees and the answer is because they're a publicly held company and they have stockholders who actually get that money first yeah like you said this isn't a this is not a surprising story i i am glad to see that employees are taking action even though i know like it is such a difficult thing to take action with right when you're when you're in the position of like you're just a uh like a programmer or a writer or like you you like you you work in the studio for in, in whatever capacity that isn't a higher up right like it you can often feel like you don't have a voice and so finding ways to come together with your employees and, and or with your fellow employees and uh finding a way to have a voice i'm always about and so shout out shout out to the folks who who are putting together uh that doc and who are sharing their um their pay with each other to like keep people informed and let people know um kept also it would be really interesting if all those people just striked you know yeah yeah i was just gonna say like two weeks should, off see what happens to the company you know what i mean this is the first step towards unionization and they should like activision blizzard is a big enough company that they would probably be able to get away with it with very strong bargaining rights we shall see. Story number three. The next PS5 announcement is still scheduled for this month. Again, this is more out of Bloomberg, but I'm pulling I'm pulling this specifically from Joe Scrubbles at IGN who writes, yeah. a new report claims that Sony, a made-up name, uh, a new report claims that Sony plays Sony's make... a made-up name? No, Joe Scrubbles is a made-up name. I mean, Sony's also IGN. a made-up name, I guess. I mean, every name is a made-up name when you think about it. A new report claims from, claims that Sony plans to make, a, uh, make new PlayStation 5 announcements this month. Bloomberg says a PlayStation official who remained anonymous as the plan is in public explained that Sony tentatively, made, tentatively plans to make its next announcement in August. It's not clear when that announcement will take place, nor what it will be. That said, it feels, it feels likely that the announcement would center around the console's price and release date, which the, which the remain... the which the I'm going to read it for verbatim because this is what it says. Which the remain the major unknowns... Which remain the major unknowns is what I was trying to say. Around I mean, no wonder, no wonder people are using Joe Scribbles as a made-up name with IGN when they're making mistakes and typos like that. Exactly, uh, and his competitor, the Xbox Series X. This Damn, is what I was one. Ron, he's like a real guy. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Scribbles is great. Joe Scribbles does exist. Yeah, um, he's great. But, he provides so much news for this site. For the for the purposes of this show, he's a made-up name. Um, this is something that's like the this is known, right? Like this is something we've, we've assumed. And I think with that play, state of play that was announced yesterday, right? That it doesn't have any PS5 news uh, associated with it. I think that's, that's one of those things where it keeps us, well, Imran, you got to, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to talk about that. Cause I think it's like the post show question, but like, I, they didn't say no PS5 news. They said no big PS5 news, which I think means no hardware, or pri like no release at a price. Doesn't necessarily mean there's gonna be no PS5 stuff. Period. What What do you think? What What type of PS5 stuff do you think we get? I could reasonably see an announcement of a game, like a like a PS5 exclusive game. Yes. Hmm. hmm. I, I'm not guaranteeing there's going that. to be one. I'm just saying. It, it sounds the, like you're not speculating. I just I'm just saying that the wording of that said no big PS5 news, and they, I am sure they don't write those tweets casually. They also the the way they phrased it, the way I kind of took it, because they they kind of they kind of implied that oh yeah we'll get updates on PS5 games that we've already heard about. That made me think like okay we're gonna get new stuff of Bucks next and Pathless and stuff that we already know. I'll, what cal when you say new PS5 game, what caliber are you talking about? Like we're not gonna get Silent Hills. If it's the one I've heard about, it's pretty big. 
Interesting. But uh, granted, who knows? Okay. Like the fact okay. that we're talking about a tentative possible release date this month might uh, indicate that all of this stuff is just totally in the air. So who knows? Do you think we actually get uh, the PS5 event this month? I think if Microsoft launches their or shows their stuff or shows their hand for at least the Series X, who knows if they show they could show Lockhart and Series X separately. But if they show the Series X stuff this month, then I think Sony will launch their stuff. Uh, how how long do you think this game of chicken can last? Because if it, it's felt like, oh yeah, they're each 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 of them are waiting for the other guy to go first, right? Each of them are waiting for the other guy to announce the price so they can react or so that they can have the the second word, right? How long can this last? Because these consoles are coming up soon, and it's August. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they can't go through September without announcing pre-orders. I expect, honestly, pre-orders will probably come sooner rather than later. And then full, like, bigger, more firm announcements on, like, actual day this is coming out might come after that. I think if I were Microsoft, the plan I would have is to announce Series X pricing right now, let Sony announce PS5 pricing, and then announce Lockhart. Who knows if the timeline is going to allow for that? But that would be the that would be the timeline I would shoot for. Yeah, I'm I'm with that too. I feel like now's the time to strike, and I'm I I felt that way since June, and so nothing's really changed for me in that regard. But I feel like I feel like now that we're in August, right? Like if these consoles are really planned for holiday presumably november like you gotta go like you 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 gotta get that stuff out there i can't imagine like september definitely is like the latest latest but i can't imagine we even get to september that feels that that feels way too late at that point september is i think when everyone starts hitting alarm bells of like no no we need to do this right now if it goes past it, the, there is no way it goes past september is all i'm thinking because mm-hmm. at that point you just retail allocation is a larger issue than they think or then consumers think and that takes more than a month to really figure out so they need to start doing these pre-orders probably in september most likely in august speaking of next gen story number four gta online's next gen version will have exclusive content this is matt perslow at ign rockstar's parent company take two has stated that new content will be coming to gta online that is exclusive to next gen consoles and pc during the latest financial earnings call, Take Two said that quote additional content exclusive additional content exclusive to the new consoles and PS and PC is planned for Grand Theft Auto Online. This new content will arrive in 2021, but Take Two offered no more details on what the form of the content will take. Take Two's president Carl Sladoff also promised that the next generation versions of Grand Theft Auto V, which also includes a standalone version of GTA Online, as revealed as part of Sony's PS5 reveal stream, will have a variety of technical improvements and uh, will make it more responsive. A press release from Rockstar in June explained that the next generation versions of GTA V will be released in the second half of 2021, so uh, it will be at least next July before we see it. And I'm going to pull in uh, another article from Gamesbeat, who writes. Grand Theft Auto V hits 135 billion sold as spending surges during pandemic. This is Mike Minotti. Uh, Take Two announced today during its during its latest earnings report that Grand Theft Auto V is sold has now sold over 135 million copies. That number was at that number was at 130 million when Take Two reported it in May during the previous earnings report. That means GTA V has sold another 5 million copies in the three months since then. In fact, due to the pandemic leading to an upscale leading to an upscale in game spending, GTA V sold more copies during this latest financial quarter than in that same period in any year since its 2013 launch. Crazy. Like, yeah. that's that's wild. That um, second half of that, that relate, the, the, about the sales numbers, that explains mm-hmm. any question you might have about what they're thinking about the first part of, like, why oh, would yeah. they do it this way? It's like, because they sold 135 million copies and they can. Oh yeah, that's why I was I'll, this the, earlier this year. I made the prediction that we're going to see an, a new, a next gen version of GTA Five, and I even I even added with like I I wouldn't be surprised to see single player DLC. I'm still at the point where I'm like I'm starting to give up hope that we see single player DLC included with a next gen version, but mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still in mind that it's not impossible. Like if we saw it, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, it's coming out in a year, and it's got to be like there has to be some reason for that, and. I guess I kind of answered my own question. It's because they sold 135 million copies and they can. Yeah. But yeah, it, the fact that it's not a launch title is hilarious because they know it doesn't have to be. And that's it's almost refreshing to see that level of, eh, fuck it, who cares? 
from a company who knows they're just going to sell out everything anyway. Yeah. The fact that you sold, the fact that you, that this game sold 5 million in the last quarter, that is like that is more than like whole game releases, right? Yeah. And they're they're doing that in the last quarter. Um I'm curious on what 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 type of standalone content is going to be for next gen, but that's me as a person who likes playing GTA online. When they say that it's going to be more responsive, that makes me think that they're going to fix the damn loading screens in online because that has plagued the game since launch. Yeah. I can't stand how long it takes to load into anything uh, in that game. And so that makes me excited if that is what they're talking about here. It can't um, be like that substantial. Like it can't be like yeah. actual new content because it's all crossplay, right? Or not crossplay, um, cross generational. So PS4 should be able to still play with PS5. I mean, you'd imagine so, yeah. Like, because they're not going to have an entirely new ecosystem just for PS5, I don't think. If they are, then they could, yeah, they could go crazy and just do whatever. But I assume that those two are still able to play together. I mean, you would imagine so. It didn't work that way for PS3 to PS4. And so maybe they just, maybe they just go with what worked for them already. But I feel like, I feel like right now we're at a place where if they don't do that, then people start to question, like, why not? Like, we, like, we know that is, we, we know that based on what other companies do and how other companies have operated in regards to this, we know that's a possibility. We know it's not impossible to do that. And people would probably love that as a feature. And so why not? So I expect it. What are your expectations for upgrades to next generation? So like, let's say there's two, three different tiers of this. There's, it just gets a patch and it's upgraded. It just, uh, you have to buy a new copy or it's like listed as like a game of the year remastered edition kind of thing. Like, what are your expectations for, like, how different those are? I mean, I feel like it comes down to what, like, how companies want to make money, right? It mm-hmm. comes down to, do we want to be able to sell this thing at 60 bucks? How do we justify that? 70. Or, or I mean, 70 bucks in some cases, or maybe in most cases, we'll see. Um, but, like, do we want to sell this thing at full price? Or, like, do we want to do the consumer-friendly thing and just adding, and, and just, you know, give free upgrades to games or just add a patch that allows you to just to seamlessly uh, um, upgrade games. Like I, I think we're gonna see it in a lot of different uh, types. Like I think we're gonna see a bunch of different companies do a bunch of different things. And I, I don't necessarily think one way is gonna reign supreme this generation because this last generation it was the beginning of this generation was the generation of remasters. Right, mm-hmm. we got remasters of so many PS3, Xbox 360 games to the beginning of this generation, and you you could kind of get away with it because like yeah. We can see that, okay, I guess you up-res these textures, or I guess you added new layers onto, on, onto this game. You added some additional content, you know, given whatever game we're talking about. This next gen, I feel like that's going to be harder to do in some cases because we've already seen examples of... We've, we've seen smart delivery, right? We mm-hmm. Microsoft has talked all about smart delivery. So with that being the case, I think we have something to compare it to when we talk about next gen versions, which I think is going to make people go, all right, you're going to charge me full price for this this remaster of a game or this definitive version of a game when X, Y, and Z is doing it this way, that's kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. That said, I don't think that's going to stop people. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's stopping anybody. Yeah. You know? Like Capcom makes a lot of money just on remasters. So I'm sure like the idea of, let's say they release, oh God, I'm trying to think of an original Capcom title. Let's say they release a Master Hunter World uh, sequel, or not sequel, remaster for next generation but they sell it as a thing, people are going to be pissed of like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just update the PS4 version I already have? But on the other hand, they might just go like, because we want to make money, and then that's the end of the argument. Mm. So yeah. who really knows how it's like, when they say, oh, we're going to sell GTA 5 again, I assume I'm, I'm taking them at their word that they're going to sell GTA 5, like brand new $70 copy again. But they and- can how but i don't think they can do that without adding in additional content because the gta GTA online is free to play which may which makes me go what is the value in buying gta 5 again for just the single player because it's not like as a game as a service they could just keep going and just be like hey we're selling new copies i don't unless sony specifically stops them they could do whatever they want and i don't think sony's gonna stop them because one it it launched the ps5 reveal period with ps4 footage and it's the one one of the best-selling games of all time so yeah i think rockstar but can write their check however much of, they want to do it one of the reasons is one of the best-selling games of all time though is because of gta online right like that thing does so much for them and so if you're gonna box a copy of gta 5 for ps5 and let's say xbox series x i mean either that thing is gonna be i think 30 dollars, or that thing is gonna be discounted 
in, in some way or there's something substantial that's going to be included with it because like gta online at this point i would say is half the game if not i mean i don't even say i would even say it's most of the game at this point um but for in, for the intense purposes of this conversation let's just say it's half the game and th- that fe- that feels like such a weird thing you know if we saw <laughs> no, if we but- saw it on if we saw it on shelves for 70 dollars, it's like wait I bought the other version with more content for sixty bucks. What's what's going on here? I feel like that doesn't make sense. It's only weird until they do it and it works. That's the thing. Like I, I fully expect. Like like I said, every question that we have to be answered about GTA Five is answered by the fact that it sold one hundred thirty five million copies and the fact that mm. they know. Let's say ten percent of them, thirteen point five million people, are hella addicted to GTA Five online. Just selling that again and getting those 13, 5 million, 5 million people to want to go on the new generation to play it is a a boon for them that they're not going to let go. Now that we're talking about this, I am very curious on what the audience thinks about this. And I might I might like hit a Barrett to make a tweet, like make a poll uh, on Twitter to see like, hey, do you think GTA 5 next gen is going to cost full price? Because I feel like if I, if I ask people right now, I don't think people would expect that. Like, it's not really a thing I, I thought about when we saw the reveal, right? Like, mainly I was excited that, okay, cool, GTA Online is going to be free to play. Cool, I can get a million dollars each each month by logging into GTA 5 on PS4. Sweet, I'll do that. But, yeah, like, they've not really they've not really set good expectations so far of what that next game is going to be. Or not even the next game, what GTA 5 is going to be on next gen. Uh, GTA 5 proper. Yeah. Very curious. Maybe, like maybe I, look out for a poll. Like, I'm sure that Final Fantasy 7 is going to come to PS5. Like, I'm nearly positive about that and i'm going to bet money they're going to try and resell it again so someone's gonna have to take an initial hit and if it's gta then they're just gonna be like all right we're gonna do it because gta makes money and then once more and more companies start doing that it's gonna normalize i think smart delivery is a good idea but i think smart delivery without a mandate is going to be a very hard thing to enforce Let's get to our last news story of the day. Story number five, another one bites the dust at Ubisoft. This is from Fraser Brown, a PC gamer. Tommy Francois, Ubisoft's vice president of editorial and creative services, and one of several employees inc- accused of, of harassment and, and abuse has left the publisher. Business Insider read an email from CEO Yves Guillemot uh, informing staff that Francois had left Ubisoft after being on administri- administrative leave for a month, which Ubisoft has, has since confirmed. The email didn't go into any detail, uh, and Ubisoft has not provided any more information about his exit. However, according to Business Insider, quote, sources with knowledge of the matter claim that Tommy Francois was fired following an investigation. While Ubisoft has confirmed that Francois is no longer with the company, the, nat- the, the nature of his departure has not been stated by the company. So this is a, this is another one, right? Like Tuesdays, me and, me and you, when we're on the show, every time another Ubisoft employee bites the dust uh this time tommy francois and so au revoir is what i got to say uh i I honestly like i I keep seeing this like list of falling dominoes and one good on ubisoft for continuing just past oh yeah two it doesn't matter like it matters a great deal but eves gimal has to reckon reckon with this at some point in his like comments on the financial call last week of i'm i'm always standing for my principles and doing the right thing ring hollow because either one he was completely unaware of this and is a terrible ceo or two he knew about all of this and didn't do anything because they those are higher up people in his company he didn't want to risk rocking the golden goose too much mm-hmm. so either way he probably needs to step down and i'm gonna guess he probably steps down in a way that like he still makes all the decisions because the game family owns all of Ubisoft, regardless yeah. of whether he's that, CEO or not. But that would be the thing for me where I don't think he's gonna step down. Like I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Mainly because yeah, the Guimont family like runs it, right? Like there's he has too much power there uh yeah. uh for him to actually step down, I think. Um which yeah uh, to be clear, when I say he steps down, I mean he puts the word CEO on somebody else's title but still makes everything uh, but he still, still makes like a board money. member or whatever. Yes. I don't think he's gonna go further than that, but like, there are very rare situations where the rot is not going all the way to the top. I don't think Ubisoft is one of them. Interesting. Imran, I'm very curious to see how the dominoes continue to fall for Ubisoft and where this company ends up. But that is probably so far away, I guess. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? 
The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Uh, we got Pixelbot Extreme for PS4, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout for PC and PS4, Relicta, Relicta, Relicta for Xbox One, PC, and PS4, Scully for Xbox One, PC, Switch, and PS4, from Wizards Wand or Wiz- Wizards Wand, Wizards Wand of Ep- Epicosity for Xbox One, and Hellbound for PC. New dates for you. Uh, Pacer is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Steam on September 17th. Brunch Club arrives on Xbox One and PS4 on August 11th, and then Hitman 2, Greenfall, and Dead Cells join PS Now in August. Now it's time for Reader Mail. Reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hims. Forhims.com is all about men's wellness. Need help with hair loss, erectile dysfunction, or have a cold? Interested in mental health or COVID-19 home tests? Hims is here for you. We all have issues that we're uncomfortable with, and sometimes going to a doctor can be a challenge. Just remember, your problems are normal and treatable. We've told the story many times before. Andy and Nick wanted to get their hair situation solved. They used Hims, and now they have the best hair in the company. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. It's time to prevent more hair loss, and there's no better time to do that than while you still have some. Thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. Hims connects you to FD, Hims, Hims connects you to FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss, and they have thousands of happy customers loving the results. If approved, uh, products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to forhims.com slash gamesdaily. That's forhims.com slash gamesdaily. Full refund full refund of price is available for the first 90-day supply. Refund requests must be de- must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Pres- prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Again, that's forhims.com slash games daily. Imran. Mm-hmm. Tyler James Bay writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hello, blessed Imran. I know EA primarily has their games at Xbox events over PlayStation events, uh, but do you think we'll finally get the announcement of the Mass Effect trilogy at the upcoming state of play? Since it is about PS4 games or, oh, I see what he did, I see what he did there. Uh, since it is about PS4 games or is it more likely to be at Xbox's next showcase, possibly as a cross-generation launch game or somewhere else entirely? Thanks and keep up the great work. Imran, we know for a fact, maybe not for a fact, but we know the Mass Effect trilogy is coming. Jeffrey Grubgrub says so, yes. According to Jeffrey Jeff Jeff Jeffy Grubgrub, yes. when do you think we finally see it? Hmm. That's a good question. Cause I hadn't really thought about it before this. Like it's one of those when it comes out, when it, it comes out sort of things. Mm-hmm. I the fact that it didn't get announced at EA's event is actually pretty interesting. So I I, in my head, associate that game with the Xbox primarily because Microsoft did publish the first game. So it does make sense to me to show up at an Xbox event. But also, it could just honestly be one of those things that you just reveal one day. It's an HD remaster. It's not a huge thing. Like, it's not a, not a thing that you've dedicated a ton of marketing budget to. So that's Gamescom opening night makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah, game I'll awards. that, too. Game Awards, or it could just be like a random Jeff Keighley, like, hey, we got Mass Effect trilogy here now. Yeah. Because, like, the thing I'm kind of thinking of, right, is do you really want to release this game in the fall? Like, and I, I think that's where that's where rumors kind of were, were pointing to earlier in the year that, like, this game was coming out later in the year. Has this game been pushed to spring, perhaps? Because right now, spring is looking pretty free. Like, spring is looking pretty empty as far as games are concerned. Uh, and Mass Effect trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One, I don't think would make much sense to put out this fall like the only reason it makes sense is because you might want to get it out before ps5 and xbox series x but like there's so much noise right now in the fall that i could see it coming out in spring and yeah game awards i think would make a lot of sense for an announcement of it yeah i i, I would put my money on game awards but who knows it could easily be like a twitter drop honestly have you been following the i don't want to say drama the saga of rocket arena recently I've, I mean, I've been following the price drops. Is that what, yes. that's what you're talking about? Yeah. 
it came out two weeks ago, and in that time has gone from forty dollars to twenty dollars to five dollars to free. Yes, yes, but it's not free Which to play. Weird. Yeah, it's like it's free if you like win like a raffle or something, right? <laughs> no, you you just you literally they had no mechanism for it, and this feels like the most like convoluted way to do it. But you you went to a support page, you started a, a help ticket for it, and you put in a, in a code that was freely advertised of like free rock arena or whatever. And they just send oh. you back the, the code for origin or PS4 or whatever. It is that I'm fascinated by it because this has to be the game cratering so fucking hard that they could not like make fast adjustments for it. There's like, give it away. Just do whatever you have to do because there's no way that is not a free to play adjustment. That is a, this must have sold in the hundreds of copies. Kind of thing. Well, there was it, during an EA uh, earnings call. I think it, I think it might have been yesterday. Um, but it was this week. Uh, they were talking about how, like, yeah, X, Y, and Z. I, I think this is an EA's earnings call, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But like X, Y, and Z sold this much. No, I'm thinking of Disintegration, not Rocket Arena, yeah. uh, which would have been Take Two. Uh, but did you see that though? Did you see the Take Two thing? I didn't see the Disintegration thing. No. Uh, so essentially, they were like, "Oh yeah, GTA has sold this much." um uh borderlands 3 has sold this much and it's like stuff that you would expect those games to sell right and they're going through the list of how much games are sold and then they got to disintegration and they're like disintegration uh under i forget the exact wording but it was something along the lines of like disintegration didn't live up to expectations uh or something along those lines which like isn't surprising to me uh given like the the release and and how nobody really talked about it kind of afterwards and so yeah but yeah to the rocket thing I wonder what happened there because we saw that game at EA Play. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, it like goes a bit further. Like last year at mm-hmm. Judges Week, I went to a Nexon event and they had that game there. So Nexon was publishing it at one one point, then clearly punted it or whatever. Then like a year later, it comes to EA Play. So as an EA partner game, so EA must have ponied up money for it, but then didn't advertise it at all past that EA Play. So they really they adopted this game and then it's like okay now you're on your own and now seem to have no idea what to do with it yeah which is a bummer right because like that was that one of their ea originals or was that just like a, a... ea partner no well not partner i think they call it ea originals now but like it's basically them paying completely for a game and not actually taking any profit from it so that program might be winding down in a really weird way if they're yeah. not advertising those games at all Coming back to the Mass Effect trilogy thing, um, because like I forgot what triggered what triggered this in my mind, but Tim Gettys, right, a few weeks ago talked about, and this this is actually after the Xbox Game Studios showcase thing. He talked about how all the games they showed were uh part of Xbox Game Pass, right? That was like the mm-hmm. whole that was the whole purpose of that showcase. Tim also mentioned that, all right, so what does that leave that wasn't shown? You know, as far as all these games are like on Game Pass. What's left that Xbox has to show that wasn't shown? I can easily see that being Mass Effect trilogy. Um, to to your point of saying like that ge- that franchise is aligned with Microsoft in some sort of way, right? With Mass mm-hmm. Effect being exclusive, that would I be could cool. see some sort of event this month that would have Mass Effect. Also, I think it would behoove EA to put games like Mass Effect trilogy on Game Pass. So that mm-hmm. I think that would work pretty well for them. If I were Microsoft. And I were relatively confident Anthem 2.0 was good. I might try to associate my brand with that game. Interesting, because like I can... Sony is associated with Final Fantasy 14, even though that game is also like primarily played on PC. So mm-hmm. like you can't associate yourself with a relaunch as a good game. If Anthem is actually a good game now, then why that's not? the big question. Because I feel like I feel like for Microsoft that might be somewhat of a gamble like to put something on xbox game pass i don't think really is a gamble because every like what's what's there to lose just by putting something on game pass but to put on game pass and and, well yeah but like to put on game pass and to take ownership of it and like to pimp anthem as like hey we're microsoft and we back this i think that's where risk comes in because i don't necessarily at, at this point in the timeline i don't know how much hope i have in anthem coming back like i i had hope maybe toward the beginning of the year at this at this point, I feel like it's been too long, and yeah. I I'd be shocked if Anthem 2.0 uh, or Anthem Next or whatever it's called comes back, and it's it's everything it needs to be in order to make that No Man's Sky kind of come back. You know, it's not going to be. I'm sure it's not going to be everything it needs to be. It should hopefully be better, and that might be enough. Like 
were I Bioware, what I would start doing is I would start seeding Mass Effect hints within Anthem and then announce a new game that connects Anthem to Mass Effect. Anthem they, They've already kind of done that. They're like They've done some armor in the game that is related to Mass Effect. And I believe someone has told me, like, uh, someone who played the game, I should say, told me that there's like some weird hints that the two universes are connected. So I, I feel like that's a, if you're going to go like in the Bioware universe, that's not a bad way to go. I got one more question here from Jordan Deeb, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Morning Blessing Imran. Yesterday, Sony made it very clear that Thursday's state of play will not include any news about the PS5 and will focus on upcoming games for the PS4 and third-party PS5 games we already saw. However, what do you think the chances are that the state of play ends with an announcement of the date for the next PS5 event? Or even just to quote, look forward to a PS5 event coming soon, end quote. Or am I, being a, am I being a greedy gamer and not listening to the press release, which is trying to temper expectations? I'm going to go ahead doubt, and say temper expectations. Yeah, I doubt they know when the next PS5 event is, down, is right down to the day. But I, again, like Nintendo Directs do this all the time, where they say, we're going to focus only on 20, like 2018, 2019 games here. And it's like, motherfuckers, here's Metroid Prime 4. Like, it's that kind of thing in my mind of... They're saying no big PS5 news. That doesn't mean the PS5 will not be mentioned or a thing announced for the PS5 won't happen. Yeah, I we've recently got a we've recently had a few events that have alluded to more stuff coming down the line later in the year with Ubisoft Forward and with the Xbox Game Studio Showcase. Right, like both of them pointed pointed to oh yeah, look forward to more coming out or more information this year or like another Ubisoft Forward this year. I think at the most, at the very most, and I don't even think you're going to get this. I could see somewhere along the line, uh, somewhere in the stream, in the state of play, they go like, oh yeah, and we have, we have an event coming up that'll elaborate more on what you can expect from PS5. Yeah, but I think that is the most information you get. We will talk more about the PS5 in the upcoming weeks and months. Yeah. Like that, just exactly. that statement is going to get people satiated for it. So Exactly. I, there's a time limit. They have to start talking about it sometime soon. So I'm not like, I'm not up in arms if they don't talk about it here. Now it's time to squat up. Of course, that's where you write in. Let us know what's your plan, uh, what what help you need. I, Greg usually does like some sort of transition for this segment, but I, I realize that I never do it. And so people, I, I realize that I'm not giving context for what squat up is. You write in, a, a give me your username. Oh man, a squat up theme song would be amazing. Like, like the it. old cartoon theme songs that like explain what the actual concept is. Like Bug Snacks, essentially. <laughs> yeah, Bug Snacks. I was thinking like Gummy Bears, like Disney Afternoon theme songs, those kind of things. Super writes in with a squad up on old school RuneScape and says, "Hey all, looking for looking to start the kind of funny clan on old school RuneScape. If there already is one, hit me up. I want to join. If not, hit me up on Twitter and we can talk about making one. My Twitter is Stay Super. That is Stay Super with two Y's. So S T A Y Y Super, all one word. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Nana Boz writes in and says, uh, Fall Guys has no local servers. Yeah, so we, that's what so we thought. No local in that. And Fixture then... S1 is the thing I was talking about. Yeah, that's made by a best friend, Austin Stark. It's cool. That, is, that thing is awesome. Loaderpwn says, PlayStation's remote play works on iOS. <clears throat> yeah. Which, I guess, adds more context to the conversation. Steam Link was was blocked by Apple initially, and then I think they were Steve Valve and Steve, Apple worked on something, and now it works. I don't know how well it works now, but initially it only came out on Android after after they announced it was going to come to iOS. Uh, Ignacio Rojas says GTA Five Online will be free to play only for PS Plus owners and only on PS Five, as far as we know. So there I mean, you go. Presumably, you need PS Plus to play it online anyway. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Timmy Buddy says Rocket Arena is still listed as twenty nine ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, now it's back yeah. up. Like that. Like the price has been fluctuating. Play. Yeah, the, it should just be free to play. It should have launched free to play. Uh, Ignacio Rojas says you can no longer get Rocket Arena for free using the code. When you go to redeem it, a message pops up saying we ran out of free codes and had and had to end the Let's Rocket promo giveaway early. Thanks for spending the word. So there you go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then people are writing with some breaking news, but 
I'll let Gary and Greg handle that tomorrow because they are your host tomorrow, Greg and Gary Witta of Animal Talking. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>